Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. And this week we will be plunging into uh, Season 3, Episode 10, Amends. Like uh, polar plunging? Yes, polar plunging. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yep. Nice. I'm butt naked right now jumping into a frozen lake. <laughs> Wow. Thank goodness anybody that's watching uh, knows that that is not true. It might be from my waist down. That, I guess. I suppose that's true. You'll never know. (laughs) Wait, well, it's a mystery that'll never be solved. Like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? It takes three. Everybody knows that. Who who shot Kennedy? It takes Bigfoot. Is Bigfoot real? Yes. Why did Bigfoot shoot Kennedy? I've met Bigfoot, just FYI. And we all know oh. it takes three licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop. Uh, I suppose if you're a glutton and you just want to get to the Tootsie Roll Center. Who wouldn't? I mean, come on. This is what I... I eat one of these every fucking episode. I know more than anyone. You know, you know Starburst has lollipops now. Yeah, but I was never a big Starburst fan. I mean, like I like the red one, and I think that's about it. The rest of them kind of taste like, I don't know. Just, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, I don't know. The The flavor I got is the uh, the uh, pink one, so that's uh, strawberry. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not a big strawberry, like, like, you know... Um, fake strawberry taste fan right it's usually way too sweet and i'm like this doesn't taste anything like a strawberry but everyone loves the strawberry the pink flavored pop tart or uh uh, 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 starburst pop tarts you got pop tarts on the yeah you're you're gonna have a gonna have a pop tart while we uh record here (laughs) Mm. Mm. what's your favorite what's your favorite kind of pop tart uh the blue ones the blueberry I Bloop, suppose bloobs or cherry, probably. I suppose that's acceptable. Okay. I guess. I guess we. <laughs> I guess uh, we can uh, <laughs> go on along with uh, the show now. <laughs> James, uh, uh, why don't you? Okay, saute us up. Just lightly saute. So you, you don't want to know if we have any new comments or interactions or anything? No, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I do. I'm sorry. I'm. It's very for me. It is very early in the in the morning, and I I am not equipped to be up this early, and uh, so yeah, I'm probably going to fail all over the place in this episode. It it is it is early for you. By special request, you have uh, agreed to film uh, uh, early for me. I did. I, I did rise from my coffin early today, and I appreciate it. Whilst appreciate the sun it. is still out, it's insane. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening right now. Um, so we we don't have a lot in the uh, comments uh, and interactions area mm-hmm. to uh, talk about. Um, our our uh, good friend. Um, Silver Siren, the our OG fan, um, did leave some comments on our Lovers Walk episode and um, 
the wish. Um, so, uh, the, the main takeaway from the lover's walk episode is that I, I am right about the episode and you are wrong. Okay. It's a good episode. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, your, and, your picture for me has been frozen for like the last 30 seconds. Well, this, just letting this you know. may be, this may be a video list, uh, uh, <laughs> episode for me. Let's see. Oh, off and oh, you're back and you're back. back. All right. Um, and then uh, she she left quite a quite a bit on um, uh, the wish. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to hop over there and uh, um, look at any of those comments. Um, um no, I did. She, I did reply to the one about. What on, what they on, were throwing, yeah, on lovers walk. So yeah, yeah. So, um, for for the wish, um, she brought up. She did want to discuss with you, um, your thoughts on people dying in alternate realities versus the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she's upset with me because I pointed out the uh, uh, the similarities between Xander and Willow metaphorically killing Cordelia in the uh in the real world and actually killing her in the uh in the false wish reality world how it was very similar right. she was upset with that she was upset with me for pointing that out because she thought she would be the first person to to uh make that connection or, and, or draw that parallel. Um, but so you, surprise, you, you stole her. Surprise. Thunder. Right. Surprise. Sometimes I is smart. You isn't <laughs> you is book. knowing. I is book. knowing. So, uh, we do appreciate, uh, the comments and the, uh, the conversation, uh, starters. Uh, I will probably hop on later and, uh, respond to to some of the things brought up in that comment um jeremy you are too is welcome obviously I since she did, also she, yes <laughs> since uh since she did want your your uh she wanted to further the discussion uh with your ideas in regards to people dying in uh alternate realities versus the real world and yeah and how that should affect things yeah yeah well i'll go i'll definitely go into that on on the uh what is that on is that on the you the youtube that is on the old youtube the tubes okay Uh, i will respond to that on the tubes for the wish um and i'll hop on there and uh toss some of my thoughts out there too um you know but uh uh now you wanted some tasty dates and deets, didn't you? Yes, just lightly sautéed. Lightly sautéed, okay. Yeah. Just a little browning. Yes, Nothing, just lightly uh, brown. Yeah. You know, a little sizzle okay. to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we will be revisiting Buffy the Vampire Slayer season three, episode ten, our forty-fourth episode of the series overall. Mm-hmm. 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 And we are we are 
this would have been the mid-season finale of uh episode or of season three uh before they took their mid-season hiatus yeah uh i noticed that us, in the air dates yeah yeah for us however we will be covering one more episode before we take our uh two-week hiatus we like um, even we like to cut it even right down the middle we do so the season is 22 episodes so we will be taking our hiatus after uh episode 11 gingerbread that will be a two-week hiatus, which will bring us back. Uh, when will that bring us back, Jeremy? I believe I don't April, know the maths. I believe it April, is April. It's April. Um, it's the first, I'm sure, the first Monday of April. Uh, yeah, looks to be April 3rd. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, so we'll be back uh, with a new episode April 3rd. And then... Uh, the following uh, week, April tenth, um, we can discuss uh, we can discuss my adventures at C two E two, as I will be attending C two E two again this year. And uh, as um, I do, I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I guess I just need to move somewhere where they have fun stuff. I guess so. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Jeremy. Um, when I have, when I have my own place, I currently do not, do not live by myself, mm. as you know, and some of the listeners may know when I have my own place, you are more than welcome to spend C2E2 weekend in my guest bedroom. Ooh. Now, does that include... Um, a little bit of midnight, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I won't, I won't charge you anything for staying the weekend at my home, uh-huh. but if you, if you do want the extras, then I may have to, there may have to be a fee. Yeah. I mean, you know, you learn from Joyce, so you know, <laughs> right. it's, it's understandable. Right. You know, you, you, you've learned how to, how to run your business. Right. 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 It's hard out uh, there for a pimp, you know? It's hard out here for a pimp. That's right. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, yes. Our 44th episode of the series, Amends. Our episode director this week is He Who Shall Not Be Named. And our episode credited writer this week is also He Who Shall Not Be Named. Our original air date was December 15th, 1998. And this. Sorry, that was delayed, but that's for He Who Shall Not Be Named. <laughs> um, and this was uh, heavily promoted in the in the weeks prior to its airing as the Buffy Christmas episode. Um, to the best of my knowledge, the only Buffy quote unquote Christmas episode. Well, I was going to ask you that because I cannot recall. I mean, hell there's episodes in season three, which is my favorite season. And I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't remember. I didn't remember this. (laughs) So I was like, when I was, I was watching this, I was like, wait a minute, is this the only time they ever really did Christmas on this show? And I think it is. I, I I think it is. I think it is. Um, so uh, our, uh, the, 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 sorry, uh, it originally aired on the now defunct WB network to a Nielsen rating of 4.3 million households when it first aired, ranking it as 88th out of the 133 original network primetime shows for that week 
and third out of the 15 original shows airing on the WB that week. That just it annoys me every week you say that because I'm like, dude, how? what could possibly, what was better than this at the time? Nothing. It's, I mean, I I agree. I mean, but again, it's it's genre television. I know. Is, and you got the all issue. the teeny boppers that were watching, you know, Dawson's Crack and uh, right. One Tree right. Crack House and all that. Right. You know, as as much as as much as Buffy is, uh, and it very much is your your standard at the time WB uh, teen drama. It's also got the element of being a horror show. Yeah, and and I Which think people that, absolutely love now. And it's right. at that time it was like <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, at 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 that time for that genre audience, was this the biggest thing going? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, for you their know, for their uh, audience. Un- yeah. Right for that for the people interested in in that genre. Unfortunately. Um, the just basic teen drama genre was more popular. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the years since, and, and obviously as we've talked about Buffy catapulted that, you know, there wouldn't, there wouldn't have been supernatural or, or yeah, teen because, Wolf. because no, no, I don't think any network would have had the balls to green light those shows. Right. Without, you know, being, well, you know, that Buffy, the vampire slayer was pretty fucking popular. Uh, maybe we can, you know, Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You wouldn't have, you know, Supernatural, which is another huge fandom of mine. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, Teen Wolf wouldn't exist, you know, without without Buffy. So, um, it it's definitely uh, skyrocketed since since Buffy's inception. Uh, our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter. As Cordelia, David Boreanaz as Angel, Seth Green as Oz, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest stars this week include Christine Sutherland as everyone's favorite mommy, Joyce. <laughs> Saverio Guerra as Willie the Snitch. I don't think he's. I don't think he's made an appearance since season two. Yeah, it's he hasn't made any appearances this season. So yeah, he's uh he's um, back. Uh, Shane Barich as Daniel, Edward Edwards as Travis, Hayes. <laughs> no way, <laughs> oh. Edward Edwards. Who does that? To and their he didn't. Kid? But he didn't think to go with a stage name, right? Um, oh my gosh. Hayes, Hayes O'Harely as Margaret, uh, Liza Dushku as Faith, and Robia Lamort making what will be her final appearance in the show as. Uh, uh, the embodiment of the first, uh, of course, we all know her as Miss Jenny Calendar. Miss Jenny uh, Calendar. Uh, our episode synopsis this week reads: Buffy hopes for a quiet Christmas, but Angel is troubled by visions of his past and the ghost of Jenny Calendar. <gasps> uh, my... Which I okay. I feel for I feel for the descriptions I pull. I think it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, that's time. that's one of the better ones you've you've pulled. Um, yeah, mine reads as the Christmas holiday approaches. Angel is tormented by evil apparitions who want him to eliminate Buffy. Accurate, but you know, a little leaf yeah. bearing there. Yeah, little. Yeah, it does kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we open. In Dublin, 1838, 
a man, Daniel, is uh, running through the streets. It's winter time. Uh, he seems quite frightened, and his pursuer ends up catching up to him. And we see that it is a pre-sold angel, Angelus. Um, he, uh, Angel, Angelus, uh, bites him, kills him. And Angel wakes up quite startled in his bed. It turns out he was dreaming. And we cut to a little Wait bit a later. Who, and... who was it that was that was biting people and eating? What? what is that? Where's that coming it's from? Under, it's under my desk. This happens every almost every week. I don't I don't understand. It's, it's out here maybe. <laughs> what the, what the... The hell? I don't know. Like every week, this happens. I don't know. Man, and it's every time Angel um, shows up. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder if that. I wonder if he has anything to do with it. I, no, nah, surely not. Nah, nah. nah. We cut to a little bit later, and Angel's walking through downtown Sunnydale. Um, and there's a newscast on the TV, uh, in a in a store, um, which <laughs> I always find this funny in in TV shows because now mind you this this TV show was filmed and aired while you and I were still younger men mm-hmm. kind of still growing up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, I was born in 81 you were born in 78 78 tell me Jeremy growing <laughs> up in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. did you ever come across an electronics store with TVs playing in the window. No. Now. Me either. But I will say that you could go, that you would, if you went into a department store, an electronics section. Oh, yeah. They would have their TVs all on something, playing something. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, they, the, the TV in the window playing the new, the current news. And yeah, that, that never happened. Right. I've never seen that. And it, I'd like it dates back to older shows too, like mm-hmm. shows our parents mm-hmm. grew up watching. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I'll have to check. Because with, that's when with, that kind of thing w- would happen. I was going to say, I'll have to check with a boomer and yeah. see. But by the nineties, <laughs> that was definitely not a thing. Right. Um, so I always, it always makes me laugh when you see it in shows like pre 70. Yeah. Because by this happening. time we're in not, what are we in 98 at this point? I mean, this is the beginning of like internet cafes, and plus this right. is California, so you know there would have, you know, internet cafes were popping up everywhere, especially in those really urban areas. Right. And I mean, this like, is come on. this is this is the dawning of your your big department, big box stores. Yep. You know, not you, you yeah, don't not have Smith and in, Sons electronics, right. you know, bodega. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's a weather forecast on the TV, and the weatherman is saying that the temperatures are going to be in the high 70s for the holiday weekend. And uh, fun fact, the weatherman is uh, Mark Kriske, who was the morning uh, 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 weather person for um, KTLA, uh, Hmm. which was the Los Angeles WB affiliate. Oh, okay. I was going to say, okay, WB affiliate. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And at that point, uh, Angel runs into Buffy. And there's, of course, some sexy awkwardness. <laughs> sexy. Um, and as they're talking, Angel sees Daniel, the young man we just saw, Angelus murder in Angel's dream, um, standing behind Buffy off to a distance down the street. And, of course, he's quite shocked and startled to see him standing there. And that is the end of our cold open. And he runs away, like, screaming, like, falsetto. Like, I'm talking like, yeah. a, like a girl. And he's like... Right. He's like, they're talking, and Angel's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much just like that, except... Without the loud, uh, without the loud sounds of a, a headset getting thrown across the room, <laughs> the headset falling on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he he does run. Scre- no, he doesn't. He doesn't at all. No, he doesn't. It, uh, he's clearly he's clearly taken aback and shocked and dismayed at seeing this uh, figure from his past so clearly standing in front of him in the present, and we cut to our our credits that's yeah. our pulled open and when we come back it's the next day and uh sunnydale we're in sunnydale high and uh, it's kind of shit's kind of winding down for christmas vacay <laughs> and i have to bring something up here okay so buffy's buffy's talking to the gang well willow and xander um about the whole deal with angel and everything and um they they kind of make their way down. What did we? What did you call that area? You've given it a name. Where the like the, the the benches are, like the couches. Oh, I just I just refer to it as a lounge area. Oh, I, like I could have swore you gave it like a funny name. Okay, so they're at this lounge area that never existed in any other school, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're the only ones ever there. Um, they're heading towards that area as they're talking, and. I noticed <laughs> you you had to have noticed also Willow's pants. Oh yeah. Oh my god, they were like it was like they gave her, I don't know, uh uh, uh Nicholas Brendan's pants for this for this scene. Like I'm not ju- like they're like 117 times too big for her. They look like right. these huge and they're like they're jeans and but they are yeah. enormous, like yeah, poofy as hell. Right. And I I just kept focusing on that especially in the in the next scene but go ahead. Um I'm also going to point out and and I know we've talked about this before and I haven't mentioned it in a while and I know it's something that that was happening even it, since the last time I talked about it up to when I'm going to talk about it now. But for some reason it I, I guess maybe I've been toning it out or whatnot, but it really, it caught me this time is just how loudly they discuss this everything yeah, in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Like they're at the, they're at who I think it's Willow's locker. Are they at mm-hmm. when Xander walks up mm-hmm. and, and Xander's literally like, Oh, Angel was acting all weird. I guess murdering and torturing yeah, mur- uh, murdering his people, murdering his girlfriend and then torturing him. Talk referring to Giles, right? We'll, we'll do that to somebody. And yeah. I was like, "What? 
Like, there is literally someone at the locker next to them. And they didn't even blink and be like, what? Right. Did you say murder? <laughs> right. Well, it is sunny. Like, I always chalk that stuff up to, well, it is Sunnydale. And it's yeah, like and nothing mean, is surprising like, to anyone in this town. Right. Like, I mean, in the, in the like, hindsight is 2020 thing, like, I'm sure it's probably common knowledge that Mr. Giles, the librarian's computer sciences teacher girlfriend was brutally murdered you know in like, the sc- inside the school right you know but <laughs> i guess like the idea that they're talking about how like they they know the person that did it and yeah. buffy is see it, it's just I, I know i know i don't know i don't know but like i said I, whenever they're doing this kind of thing i always just say well it is sunnydale right and it Right. Everybody, I mean, we've already learned that all the way up to the mayor is is in on this whole deal. So it's like, well, you know. Yeah. But anyway, they continue talking. They've made their way to the lounge at this point. And they run into Cordelia. And she's back to just old school Cordelia. Snooty, snotty, shitty, you know, Cordelia. And as she leaves, you know, Willow does say, well... She does deserve to be this way. We can't really say anything, you know. And so I'm like, good on you, Willow. Whereas Xander's just like common douchey Xander. And, uh, but as they continue talking, um, Oz shows up. And, um, of course, Willow immediately perks up. And he's like, you know, um, he's, they want to, he wants to talk. And so they go into, uh, an empty classroom, and he stabs her and kills her. He just, he just brutally murders brutally her. Brutally murders her, <laughs> and he's like, payback, motherfucker! And then yeah, he jumps out the window. Jumps out the window. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and they were on, they were on like, the upper level of the school, so he's dead, too. Oh, yeah. Well, at the very he's least, dead. his 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 legs are like up to his knee, uh, up to his fucking shoulders <laughs> right. now. So, <laughs> right, Oz is shorter than he previously yeah. was. Right, he was four eleven. Now he's three eleven. So, <laughs> he uh, he's like the smallest werewolf ever when he transforms. <laughs> he's he's like a he's like a adoption. He's now. a he's a he's a cub, <laughs> but he looks like adoption as a werewolf. He's got these little stubby legs now. Instead of howling, he's just like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, he won't stop. Yeah, they have to like give him treats and stuff. Um, no, they People uh, think he's just a dog. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, what a cute dog, and he rips their arm off. <laughs> so they're talking in the classroom, and basically he's saying, you know, uh, he wants to give it another shot. That he's come around. That he that he misses her, but he knows that her and Xander, you know. There's something there that he's not sure that it'll ever go away completely and stuff, but he's willing to give it a shot, basically. I, uh, having not really remembered this episode outside of the confines of the main plot, I almost 100% thought we were going to get the, but you can't, you can't spend so much time around Xander. Yeah, or like you can never see him ever again. Right. Well, I don't think Oz would say she can never see him again, but I think I think being I think he would lay down 
a little bit of an expectation that she can't spend as much time with him. But he doesn't. No. Well, he's Oz, and he's like, oh, I got this. Right. I'm not worried. He's like, I'm He's like, I'm way more pimp than Xander Harris. Right, and I'm not His a fucking... fucking middle name is Lavelle. Yeah, and I'm not a fucking creepy fucking douchebag, so... Right. Um, right. But, so they hug, and that's where you can... Because it's like a side shot of them, and that's where you can really see these giant fucking pillow pants, and it, it's just <laughs> driving me crazy, man. And I'm like, please get out of this scene and get her out of these pants. I don't know what the fuck was going on here. So, um, oh, I forgot to mention, um, Cordy had told them all when they were at the lounge that she's going to Aspen for Christmas, and it must suck to be in Sweatydale, or to have to stay in Sweatydale, and yada yada. So, as I said, she's back to full on. There, there was something, I don't know, maybe you were experiencing it too. There was something um, almost joyous about seeing the old Cordelia return. Yeah, it really kind of was. But at the same time, there was a little bit of like, oh, like you've grown so much though. Like, well, come on, you're better than this, Cordy. <laughs> but I feel like she's just reverting to something. That she's she reverting com- to her old way to make a shield, you know? Right. A time when she was comfortable and and had right. far less problems. Before she had let her guard down and, and let these people in, and then they crushed her, you know? Right, right. So then we cut to Buffy and Mom who are shopping for a Christmas tree. And um, they're talking, and Mom says, you know, why don't you invite Faith for Christmas Eve dinner? And Buffy's, you know, like, well, we don't really talk, and yada, yada. She guilt trips her. Mom does, and Buffy's like, fine, okay. And then she's like, well, what about Giles? I don't think he... And before she can even get it out... He, Mom's like, nope, nope, fuck him, nope, nope. He's no, he's not coming, no. And she's like, well, what? And and then she's immediately like, he doesn't want to spend Christmas with a bunch of girls. Uh, We should split up. And she just turns around and walks off camera. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. And even Buffy's like, um, okay. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? So, um, they have split up, and they're both looking in different places for a tree, and. She walks over and sees this certain little area of trees. Like, this whole place is full of, like, nice, lush green trees. And she walks to this one little area, this kind of circular area where all the trees are dead. And the uh, the salesman comes up, and he's like, yeah, they, they all died right here in this area, and we don't, we don't know why. And then he's like, this just blew my mind. He's like, if you want one, I can make you a hell of a deal. And I'm like, who right, the like, fuck is going to buy a dead tr- Christmas? Like, there's like two needles, and they're dead as fuck. Right. This isn't the fucking Charlie Brown Christmas special here, pal. The Even Charlie Brown wouldn't have bought one of these trees. He'd have been like, dude, they're fucking dead. <laughs> why would, why, even for a good deal, why would I want a dead tree? <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> uh, we cut to uh, Buffy. Uh, visiting uh, Faith in her uh, her really upscale motel, 
and Faith is beating the shit out of her T out of her television because it's not working. And as we all know, those old those old school TVs, CRT TVs, tube TVs, you just you just beat the shit out of them, and eventually the picture would pop back on. Uh, but it didn't. So Buffy comes in, and you know it's kind of awkward, and she gives Faith the invite, and uh, she's like, "Well, no, no thanks. I'm going. I've got this big party to go to, and it's it's going to be super dope." And Buffy can tell, like, there's no party, you know, but right. she's like, okay, well, you know, the offer's open if you, if you change your mind. And and Faith is like, yeah, but I got this cool party. And she's like, yeah, okay, well, I did what my mom wanted me to do, biatch, deuces, and she leaves. And then we cut to Angel um, in bed, furiously masturbating for some <laughs> reason. You forgot to mention the the um, the uh, shrouded dudes performing the ritual. Did we see them? Yeah, hmm, I didn't put it in my yeah. notes, so that's why I forgot. <laughs> where, where where did it yeah. get to them at? Um. So after that, after the dude is like, "Hey, you know, I can." They all died. I don't know why. I can cut you a hell of a deal or whatever he says. You kind of you hear Joyce call Buffy. She's like, "Oh, I found the, the perfect tree or whatever." Um, and Buffy leaves, and we cut to um, it's like uh, burning candles and man, um, I'm, I a, completely missed this. <clears throat> yeah, there's a, a table with candles in the center, and like some artifacts or some shit uh, around them, and um. Uh, um, there's uh, three dudes in robes chanting um, uh, uh, and uh, the table and everything on it all start to float a couple times and then wonder if I had a momentary stroke during this and you get a you get a view that's kind of like I want to say like up from like like the table itself, mm-hmm. and you see uh, you see that the these dudes don't have any eyes. Yeah, they're like just sewn shut. The there's ruins branded over their over their eyes, um, and then that's when we cut to the angels. You know, sometimes this happens with you and I when we're doing this, and I start to wonder: Are we seeing? different versions of the of the episode like how do you watch these episodes just cu- out of curiosity uh on hulu hulu okay well i have the complete uh, dvd blah 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 and so the, i don't know maybe there maybe there's a chance that like because you know how like highlander had you know the euro minutes versions of the episodes euro minutes, and right I, I don't know right. maybe so because i have no recollection of that scene whatsoever yeah, and then it and then it cuts to Angel's bedroom where yeah, where he's furiously masturbating, right? Um, in his some, sleep. Yeah, and for some reason he's using lighter fluid as as a lubricant, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he catches on fire, but he keeps going because he's like, I've got to finish. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But and but then, so like he's on fire and he's going at it yeah. and then he just, he lets out a scream and, and just 
bursts into yeah, dust. And du- that's so that's how he climaxes. So, he he dusts. Well, we don't we don't know. Did he did he dust first? Did he climax first? Did maybe he dust at, the and climax at the same time? time? Yeah. Or yeah. or maybe the climax was so powerful that it actually dusted him. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, who, who knows? Right. No, we cut to Angel and he's having another apparently another dream because he wakes up uh gasping and heavy breathing and he's he's clearly fright he's scared um you know and he kind of realizes it's only a dream but and then in my notes that's when it cuts to buffy and faith at the hotel room oh well now that part i could have i could have just screwed that up in my note taking but um and sometimes i combine stuff yeah. For the purpose yeah. of just. Well, well, and sometimes like this stuff is happening like inter, like right. almost at the same time. Yeah. Like intercut you know, and stuff. And right sometimes I, I can bind things just in the interest of, you know, right. moving forward right. in a reasonable uh, pace. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Like that, like there, there's some stuff right here that I've combined. I can tell just by reading it because now we cut to. Giles cooking in his kitchen, and um, uh, he get a knock. He gets a knock at his door, and he's like, "Yo, hold up!" And he goes to the door and opens it, and it's on hell. And he's like, "Wow, you got some fucking balls on you showing up here." Basically, is what he says. He does. And, like, go ahead. It's a it's a really good scene. Like Angel Angel apology. Angel says he's sorry. Yeah. And Giles literally starts to laugh. Yeah. And he's like, and Giles is like, is like, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry coming from you is, you know, pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And then Angel's like, I need your help. And he's like, and the funny continues. <laughs> right. And, um, but then, and I don't, this is very smart. And I don't, I don't necessarily know that it, they intended it this way, but. Angel tells him, I need your help, and you're the only one. And it almost seems to me like it's deliberate. Like, he knows that Giles is, like, I don't want to say Giles has an ego, but that, like, intellectual side of Giles, like, that's the way to get to him. Like, I I need your help, and you're the only one that can help me. Giles isn't going to say no to that. Right, and when he says you're the only one, Giles is like, "You're the only one," and then they just fucking embrace and start French kissing and 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 right. grabbing each other's asses and stuff. Yeah, it's a hot scene. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, uh, I like how I try to go a little deep with it, and then you just turn it into porn. Yeah, exactly. That, that's pretty much what I do. That's that's really my only talent in life. Um, so uh, they. Uh, so Giles is like, you know, he's like, okay, and he turns and walks away out of out of screen, you know, and the door's still open, and, and Angel's just standing there, and he's like, I uh, can't come in unless you invite me. And then Giles shows back up, and he's got a cro- loaded crossbow pointed at him. He's like, I'm, I'm well aware of that. And he's like, come on in. <laughs> so Angel comes in, and, of course, Giles is holding a crossbow on him, and uh, – so he, Angel's basically like, you know, 
I'm having these dreams, blah, 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 blah. All this shit's fucking me up. And I need to know why I'm, why am I back? How did I get back here? You know, why did I get back here? I should be in a hell dimension, suffering an eternity of, of torment and blah, blah, blah. And then he sees Miss Calendar behind, standing behind Giles. And he's like, and um, it just really fucks him up. And he's like, ah, and th- he actually does run out of Giles' yeah. house this time, just like freaking the fuck out. And Giles yeah. is like, uh, what the, the hell? Fuck? He's like, I, so I don't, I don't know if they did it deliberately for the reasons I'm about to state, or if they were just like, Hey, maybe we can get Robia back for, for a cameo or, or what. But I think having the main manifestation of this be the most recent terrible kill of Angelus mm-hmm. was a stroke of G like it's brilliant. Yeah. Like it's, it's great. Say whatever you want to say about he who shall not be named, but it was a, a brilliant idea to use Jenny calendar as the manifestation of whatever's going on in angel's head. Yeah, because I mean, it it's a makes a big fucking impact, like you said. I right. mean, he, he she was such a big part of the show, and he just when he became Angelus, he just just fucking nonchalantly fucking offed her, and right, yeah. And so I, it's, and it's I, a big thing. And I think it. I think from a storytelling perspective, it makes so much sense that the the again the main manifestation of whatever he's seeing and going on would be the most relevant, horrible thing he did in, in the current iteration of his life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the way I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 100%. So, so I've 100%. She was definitely the, the, the most powerful, you know, manifestation they could have used. Um, right. Absolutely, right. because it was the most shocking and brutal kill we saw last season, right. and it was and just that, like. But I'm I'm not talking about just from an audience standpoint. One hundred percent from an audience standpoint. Oh yeah, yes. but you're you know you're saying from the character angels, right? Yeah, and again, absolutely, right. because that that is probably the one murder of everything he did, seen or unseen, um, when he was Angelus. That's probably fucking haunts the shit out of him. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> outside of that gypsy tart. Yeah, outside of that gypsy hua. Uh <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to we're back up, apparently in Dublin um around that same era as when he was chasing the young lad at the, at the beginning of the episode. And here he is basically Harvey Weinsteining this maid named Margaret. <laughs> He's just whiting. He's just weedening Margaret. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> and she's trying desperately. Like they're in the middle of this party, and she's the one of the housemaids, and he's got her cornered. And you know, there's people everywhere, and he's he's just straight up just weedening her. And um, you know, finally, he's like, 
go ahead and make a scene, then it'll cost you your life. And she's got a little boy, and she's like, we can't be out on the streets and yada yada. And then he just vamp faces right there in this party and eats her. Kinda, yeah. I mean, they are like underneath a little bit of a stairwell, but it's not much covering. Right. And like what's, what's going on after he gets done eating her, he's just going to drop the body and no one's going to notice it as he right. walks away, napkining away the blood from his face, you know? Right. And he's, and right. she's like, no, my son. And he's like, oh, that'll make, he'll make a good dessert. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I don't know. That was just kind of strange to me. Um, but right as he's finishing her off in this dream, eating this maid, he looks up and he sees Buffy. Buffy is in his dream and he's like, and it like shocks him awake. And then we cut to Buffy who jerks awake. So, uh, they're sharing, well, at least she's in like in his dreams and she's aware of it and he's aware of it. And it's like, what the fuck is happening and yeah. so she immediately goes to um, the mansion where he's living and stakes him because that's too much. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, we're not doing this. And yeah, we're not doing this. And so him. she just stakes him immediately, and the episode ends. Uh, problem solved. No, uh, they uh, so Buffy goes to Giles, of course, immediately, and you know she's just like we we. We got to figure this shit out because we can't be doing cameos in each other's fucking dreams, you know. And he's like, "By the way, cameo, how much? How much are you charging for that?" And she's <laughs> like, uh, two fifty. And he's like, "Oh, see, I'm only doing a buck and a quarter." And she's like, "Man, you got to raise that up, Anthony." And uh, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Xander comes in and he's kind of overheard the last bit of this, and he's like, you know. He's like, well, we gotta we gotta figure this shit out, and then he actually has a good little moment here. It's brief, but he says to you know Buffy, he's like, hey, you know, I know I'm not the best friend in the world when it comes to Angel, and it's or at all, or just yeah, he should just said, I know I'm a horrible human being who should probably be who should have been killed off in this show, but. Um, I'm still I should have died instead of Jesse. Yes. Back in I one. should have jo- died instead of Miss Calendar, let's be honest. Miss <laughs> Calendar would have been a much better member of the Scooby Gang than fucking <laughs> useless Xander. Um and he's like, "But, you know, you're my friend and I want to help and blah blah blah." So, yeah. So, then Willow I didn't show- I didn't oh. I didn't like that scene. I know it was supposed to be like this this It like- was weak. It was very weak. Right, and it's supposed to be like this, you know, big, oh, Xander, Xander's really a good friend kind of moment, like. But he's not. You know, but uh, no, like I don't buy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm and there's sorry. nothing, like he's done so much that there's not, there's no words he can say in this brief little, you know, fifteen second conversation where you're like, oh, he's okay. Right. right. There's like, nothing, no. He's a massive he, piece of shit. Right, there's nothing Xander can do or say to ever make amends. Amends. And think <laughs> about, like, he's ruined so many. He ruined Willow's fucking relationship. He ruined his own relationship. I mean, relationship. Willow had a hand in that. Let's, yes, I yeah, mean, but I, I don't know. He seemed like the aggressor to me a lot, in do, a lot of those encounters. It, it could just be, it could just be, like the 
disdain for Xander as a character up to that point and the love of Willow, but I'm with you. I 100% blame him way more than I blame Willow. Yeah, because she's she's like this little, you know, innocent virgin girl, you know, and he just comes and, off as this fucking Harvey Weinstein. and Well, and I think a big part of that, the blaming him more than Willow for the situation, is the fact that since day one and and beyond what we know is day one, Willow's ha- had a thing for him. And he's and never he, reciprocated. And right. And he's known it and he's never done anything about it or never um, actively tried to dissuade it even, mm-hmm. even though he didn't pursue it. And then as soon as they're both in really like decent relationships with good people, he's fucking like, no, I want that now. Yeah, because he's a spoiled piece of shit, um, and he's like, yeah, I want my cake and eat it, too. Right. He's like, I have that... Cordelia fucking Chase. <laughs> right. You know, but that's not good enough for me. I need to right. sample other people's fucking uh, finger food, you know? I don't know. Right. I, just, I hate and Xander that... so much. And that's been another episode of... Of James and Jeremy hate Xander Lavelle <laughs> yeah. Harris. We need to have a little jingle for that that we that we <laughs> that I that I play before we start fucking ragging on Xander. Jeremy and James hate Xander. But we'll record that during the hiatus. We'll bring it in after the hiatus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this has been our Jeremy and James hate Xander moment. Dutch. <laughs> And we'll play that the more you know at the end of it. Do, 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 do. Uh, or the G.I. Joe knowing is half yeah, the battle. And knowing is half the battle against Xander Lavelle Harris. Um, so, yeah. So, well, then Willow shows up and she's like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're about to do some serious research. So we have a little montage of them all in the library there. Um for what seems to be many, many, many hours. Um, Because it goes all the way through the night and into the next day. You see a part where Xander has gone out and got a pizza and brought it back, and they're eating pizza, and and there's just fucking books everywhere. They're searching everywhere they can to figure out what the hell's going on. And um, uh, so it's the next... Uh, or wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I combined too much shit here, and I fucked myself up. Long story short, there's no, there's no real results from this all nighter. They're really still kind of at fucking square one. And Willow and Buffy are sitting and talking, and um, she's like, you know, I, Buffy, or I'm sorry, Willow's like. You know, I really got to come up with a way to let Oz know that, you know, I'm truly sorry and yada, yada. And, and, and that he he comes first. Right, that he comes first. And, you know, Buffy's got a good line here. Um, well, I should say Sarah's got a good line here where she says, you know, well, Xander, part of the problem is that Xander has a part of you that that Oz can never touch. And because that that little line really goes into what happens later, what she what Willow tries to do later, um, because Willow's like, hmm, yeah, you're right. 
And she's like, what do you think? A hand job under the fucking bleachers? Think that'll that'll fix things? And Buffy's like, mm, I don't know. You might want to give him a blowy. Yeah, she's like, eh, even a blowy might, you might want to go, you know, full, full, full tilt. And, uh, right. Willow's, Angle. Willow's. <laughs> what the fuck? You say I take shit to the next level. You skipped like four rungs there and went right to the top of the ladder. You're about to fall off. Um, so we cut to Angel, who again is unable to sleep and, uh, has another vision of Jenny. Um, and she's, she's basically become corporeal at this point because she's able to touch him and shit. And I'm like, wait, so are we incorporeal or are we corporeal here? Like the, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think they ever decided. And so he's like. Basically, he's losing his fucking mind at this point, and she's saying all this shit to you know to fuck with him, talking about how he's literally the most evil creature that ever fucking lived. Like, and even when he was a man, you know, he was like, because at one point he says, "Well, that wasn't me; that was the demon, you know, the vampire in me." And and you know, he's like, "When I was a man," and she's like, "Yeah, when you were a man, what?" And she's like, "You were just a drunken." carousing layabout, um, you know, whose family was fucking disappointed in you. You know, you were useless piece of shit guy, and then you were the most hideous fucking evil vampire demon that ever fucking roamed. And he kind of knows that that's true. And so at one point he just, he just like, lays down and like curls up in the fetal position and, and Miss Calendar or the, this uh, thing who's looking like Miss Calendar is just like cuddling him and stroking him. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't, I'm not here to, I don't want to hurt you. I just want you to understand the truth that, you know, that of what you are. And, um, you know, yada, yada. It's, it's a very strange scene to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked. no, I liked it. It was just very, I liked how they kind of, they cycled through like, um, like there was just that random dude in the suit. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I forgot to bring that up. Just another, it was another victim. Right. Yeah. Like we found out, like we find out that. Uh, Angelus murdered this guy's family. Entire fucking family, yeah. And, like, and posed them. Like, they were kind of like he did with Jenny. Like, they were just sleeping. Mm -hmm. And this guy's, like, he said, he basically says something to the effect, he's like, you know, at first I wondered what kind of monster would do this. And then he's like, and then I realized it was art to you. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, you know... Yeah. And like I, I liked it. And then you know, it cycles through. He becomes Daniel and Margaret, and you know, you know, and then back to finally, calendar. like, like finally finishes it. Jenny, like you said, just kind of going through all this, like, you know, even before you were a, a monster, you were you were worthless. You yeah, were basically just a, you were. He was a Harvey Weinstein were, before he was a monster. Right, like you were the worst of the worst, even as a human. You know, and he's like, like but he, I, and then he says, he says, I never had a chance. And she's like, what, a chance to die of syphilis? Like, right, that's all you were going right. to do, you know, if you had not become a vampire. Yeah. And um, we, uh, I'll pick it up for a little bit here. Yeah, go ahead. 
we um we see the library and everyone's still researching and but we see that buffy's dozed off and is sleeping and we cut back to the mansion and we see that angel's also fallen asleep and we then are taken into the mutual dream that they're having and in that dream they are fucking and that is not a joke no that's not us yeah they are having some hot and heavy uh fucky town they are engaged in uh, very adult activities. Yes, it's very it's very hot. Like this is the, it, it's definitely Skinamax at this point. Yeah, um, and as they're as they're copulating, and they're and it's got to be it's probably anal. Um, as you said, before. A- Angel. We see Angel vamp out and bite Buffy. Uh, at which point, um he wakes up and there's this thing as Jenny further encouraging him to and she's go filming to this all with like a, like a camcorder. And he's like the fuck. Right. Um, further encouraging him to go to Buffy and lose himself in her and, and be who he's meant to be and kill her and, she tells him that that is why they brought him back after all. Yeah. So sh- this is the first time that they have that this, whatever we, cause we don't know yet what really, what this is. This right. entity has claimed, um, responsibility, responsibility for bringing angel back from, right. from the hell dimension. <clears throat> and we come back to the library and we find out that Giles has, uh, uncovered some accounts of the first evil and he thinks that that's probably what brought angel back and is tormenting him now and buffy says she had another dream with angel in it and uh they don't giles asks what happened and buffy (laughs) doesn't tell him she just stares at him for a minute she goes well let's not get lost in details yeah uh, at that point, Giles shows her a, a drawing of the. It is a drawing, right? It's not. It's a drawing yeah, he did drawing. with with a crayon, <laughs> and it, it's really interesting. Um, shows her a drawing of the Bringers or Harpingers, as he says. Uh, they're high priests of the first who have the power to conjure spirit manifestations, and the picture is, of course. That looks like the dude we saw doing the chanting and everything earlier. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, Giles says she can't fight the first because the first isn't a physical thing. And, um, she of course points out that she can fight these Harpinger guys. And, um, we end up at Willie's bar with Xander and Buffy and Xander is trying to intimidate Willie and uh, Willie ends up telling them that something's been scaring off uh, everything that lives underground in Sunnydale. Um, uh, so, you know, it's possible that these Harpinger pe- dudes are, are living underground. 
And I I like this as they're getting ready ready to leave. Willie tells Xander that he did a good job of intimidating him. Yeah. Now and, and, Zan- and Xander's all like, "Oh, really? Like, thanks." You know. Yeah, he's all giddy like a little fucking dork that he is. Um, I I I found the whole reveal of where they might be to be a little anticlimactic because it's like everything that comes to Sunnydale that's bad is underground. Yeah. Like that would be the first fucking play. I'd be like, well, they got to be fucking underground. Every goddamn thing around here that's trying to kill us is underground somewhere. So let's just start there. We'll probably fucking find them. You know? Right. I, I almost felt like, um, as good a writer as he who shall not be named is, you know, regardless of whatever else he's, he's said or done or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, the the whole Willie thing was just like he he didn't know how to bring Buffy and the gang and the bringers together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I've always so, noticed. That... So it was more like, well, we'll use we'll we'll bring back Willie the snitch. Yeah. Well, I've also always found that, like you said, as good of a writer as he is and everything, there are times that he gets seems to get a little lazy and seems to get. Right. Um, stuck in a a loop, like use the same kind of uh, you know show cliches again and again and again, you know, to move things right. forward. And right. but you know, and that's whatever. and that's what I feel like happened here. I feel like he he didn't have a solid way to bridge, you know, Buffy and and the first or whatever or the and um and it was just like well. We'll we'll bring back Willie the Snitch. Well, yeah, that'll take care of it. Yeah, and it, to me that was a little lazy. Yeah, it was. It was very lazy because there were so many other you know ways that 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 could have been bridged together. Like right. I said, 100%. he he tends to get lazy. Right. Um. So uh, they leave Willie's bar and they're back out in Sunnydale, complaining about the heat and um. They're also not happy about how much underground there is to cover in Sunnydale. Uh, and then we cut to Willow's house. Uh, we found out earlier in the, the episode that Willow's parents are out of town. And that um, Oz was going to be coming over and they were going to watch videos, which right. we also failed to mention. Basically I failed to mention there were several times where they would ask, you know, the gang would ask Willow, you know, what are you doing for Christmas? And she's like, hello, Jewish, yeah, not doing she, Christmas. <laughs> she, she really is really hammering home the Jewish thing. In yeah. This and uh, so, yeah, the, the whole idea is that her parents are going to be out of town and that uh, as their first, like, get back together date, Oz is coming over to her house and they're going to watch videos. Right. And that's where we are now. Yeah. And uh, Oz shows up with the videos and Willow answers the door or no, he walks in, and there. Yeah, he just straight walks in, but like it's his house. Right. He's, He's like, "Yo, like, Willow, I got the videos." Right. And he walks into the living room, and the lights are turned down low. There's candles everywhere, and there's some Barry White playing, and Willow is draped across the couch in <laughs> as sexy a manner as. As little Willow Rosenberg can manage mm-hmm. in a very, she, she looks amazing. 
Well, yeah, I've I mean, always loved her. Are you kidding? Right. Um, yeah, she's like dressed to the nines, and uh, and he's immediately <laughs> he's immediately like, oh fuck. I like. Did you notice there was there was a soda in the ice bucket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it um, is Willow. Let's not get ridiculous, here. right? Um, so Oz sits down and like he's clearly like, ah, uh, I don't like he he's uncomfortable. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah, and, and just like I'm like this is the uh, he knows what's and, happening and he's like, uh, um. So they're talking, and Willow tells him that she's ready to. <laughs> she says, "Do the thing." Yeah. And uh, Oz is like, you know, he stands up, and then he's like, "Okay, we need to sit down again." Yeah. And Willow keeps insisting that she's ready, and Oz says that he's not, and uh, you know he. He reassures her, you know, she's like, you know, you look amazing and, you know, you've got the candles and the Barry Manilow going and he's very like, white, very white going. And <laughs> he's like, <laughs> now I'm very Manilow. <laughs> now I'm imagining Mandy playing in the background <laughs> 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 or Copacabana at the Copa, Copa, Copa. Yeah. Um, it's funny though because it, on on our spinoff show, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Mandy it mm-hmm. does become a, a big part of mm-hmm. well, not a big part of it, but plays a significant. Well, uh, and so does if you if you think really hard, so does Copacabana. Yeah, yeah, that's a song a that's, very that has that is yeah. sung for a certain <laughs> character. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to Angel. Oh, I know. Um. Uh, see, he's reassuring her, and he's like, you know, uh, he's basically, it's not that I don't want to, but when we do do it, you know, he wants it to be because they're both ready, and they're both doing it for the same reason, and not just because she's trying to prove something to him. She's trying to give him a piece that Xander does. Right. I mean, because as Buffy had said, Xander has a piece of you Oz can never touch, and she's trying to give Oz a piece that Xander could never touch. Right. Um, See how so I'll yeah, be doing he, all them thinkings? Right. Good on you this week. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, you know, he's like, just, not just because you're trying to prove something to me, you don't have anything to prove. Um, and then we cut to the Summer's home, and... Joyce is throwing a log on the fire, despite it being like 175 degrees outside. Yeah, because it's fucking, it, it's Southern California, so you know it's like 198 degrees in the shade, and she's building a fire, and even even Buffy said, what does Buffy say? She says, uh, she says something, and then Joyce is like, maybe we should turn the air conditioning on. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Ugh. Um, and... Buffy is trimming the tree. Not a metaphor. She's actually putting <laughs> decorations on on the Christmas tree. No, she's in the living room shaving her her, her <laughs> fucking beard. <laughs> um, and the doorbell rings, and they both look a little confused. And Buffy goes and gets it, and uh, um, it's Spike. It's and he he immediately kills her, and he immediately uh, murders Buffy. 
And then he uses Buffy's limp body to beat Joyce to death. To death, yes. Slowly. He, like, breaks each bone one at a time. Right. Um, No, it's Faith. And uh, she says her party was a drag. Her party was a drag. The party that was clearly never happening in the first place. Yeah. Um, And she has a couple gifts for Joyce and Buffy. And uh, Buffy goes up to her room to get. And she says two different times, they're crappy gifts. (laughs) Yeah. She says this twice. And and she hands them to Joyce and she's like, they're crappy. And Joyce is like, oh, how thoughtful. And I'm like, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It looks like the one for Joyce is a dildo. <laughs> really? If you look at if you look and the other one's like a magazine or something for Buffy. I don't know what the hell. Um she's like, "Here, so, bitch, you need this." Uh Buffy runs up to her room to get um their presents for Faith, and Angel's there, and he's very he's very out of it. Like he's nervous and he's jittery and he's um he keeps staring at her neck. Oh. By the way, just really quick, I know this is off topic. I wanted to ask you this last week, and I forgot. From now on, when Faith shows up, should we play a song for her? Like, because I got to have faith, faith, faith. <laughs> I mean, should we make we, that a thing? We can. Do, we'll discuss. We'll okay. discuss off camera. Okay. Okay. We'll discuss off camera. I had to bring it up now before I forgot, though. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh. Um, yeah, he's he's nervous, he's jittery. He's almost like an addict. Yeah, like, yeah he looked like a meth head, of, dude, that comes like, up to withdraw. you and asks for change, or do you want to buy a VCR? <laughs> right. <laughs> can, I wa- can I wash your windows? Can I wash your windows? Can no, I borrow, you can I borrow your microwave? And we see that the manifestation of Jenny is there with him. Of course, Buffy can't see it. And she's behind and Buffy, like, making funny fucking faces and shit. Like, it's like doing the bunny ears. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> and Angel's like, I can't concentrate. Um, and she's, you know, she's still encouraging Angel to, you know, taste Buffy and lose himself in her. And Which, did, did, wasn't know. there a time, when he was Angelus, didn't he bite her one time? Um... I'm almost sure he did. I mean, no, obviously he, he didn't has, kill her, but no, he hasn't bitten her. Okay, yet. okay, yet. okay. Um, um, so Angel then tells Buffy that she has to stay away from him, and Buffy's like, fucking like wigged <laughs> out, and she's like, she's like, you came here to see me to tell me. You can't see me. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, and he's all itching and, and scratching. He's like, I don't know. I just, I, I um, need some crack. But she's, she's clearly as concerned as she is confused because she doesn't know what the hell is going on with him, and he's, he's definitely like, like on his way to to Waxville. Yeah. Um, and then he proceeds to run past her and jump out the fucking <laughs> jump window. out. He's holding his head with like both hands, like pulling he his is. hair, and he's like. Ah! And he, I'm not making that up. He like, he's right. like, I gotta get out of here. And he runs and just throws himself out the fucking window. Like, and she just looks at it like, uh, did that and, just happen? And it's funny because reading this scene in my notes and talking about it, like, it seems like such a funny scene to talk <laughs> about 
or to read about. Yeah. But watching it, like it's such a good scene watching it. Yeah, yeah. It is. Like, it is a good like scene. It's, it's very powerful. Like they're of course they're both great in it. We've talked about They this. always kill it. Their yeah. their chemistry together is phenomenal. And and they're always killing it when especially when they're in scenes together. You can always um, count on those two to to kill their just to kill their scenes. Then those two and and um, Allison Hannigan, like I, I feel like they never phone anything in. And well, oh, and, yeah. and 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 uh, Anthony, he he yeah. doesn't phone anything in. You know, Xander right. and Brendan, yeah, he's phoned some shit in. Right. Um. Uh, he jumps out the window, um, and she just looks for a minute, like with this look on her face, like did that just happen? Yeah, or like, am I having another curious. like, what, what, what the hell? Um. So then we see her leaving, and she tells Faith to stay there with Joyce in case Angel comes back. And and we Faith cut is like, to... wait, this is the first episode I've been in in like seven. Ep- Can't I do something? And she's like, no, you wait here and protect my mom. And she's like, fuck, okay, right. Um, so then we cut to Buffy and Giles, um, and they're in the library and, uh, you know, Faith, or I'm sorry, Buffy's of course, like we have to do something. We're going to lose him, you know, yada, yada. And Giles is, it basically is like, you know, if he does, you know, go off the deep end, you will have to kill him again. And then we cut to the Which is mansion. the most sensible thing, I mean. Right. Um, we cut back to the mansion, and um, the first is still trying to push Angel to kill Buffy. And he's, of course, you know, I'll, 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 I won't hurt her. I'll die first. And, you know, the first tells him he's not strong enough to kill himself, and he says, I don't need strength. I just need the sun to rise. And he proceeds to walk outside. And the first says, well, this wasn't the plan, but it'll do. Yeah. So it looks like whatever this is, the first, regardless of whether it actually is responsible for Angel coming back from the hell dimension... His plan wasn't for him to kill Buffy. His plan was for Angel to die for some reason. Yeah. Is my take on it. My take is that the plan was to kill, use him to kill Buffy, but that he wasn't supposed to die until that was taken care of. But, I mean, if that was the case, then this line doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, well, this wasn't the plan, but it'll do. Yeah, like, well, no, he's it, what the line is actually. It's uh, the one says, "You're not supposed to die yet, but this will do." Okay, so yeah, uh, okay, I'll, like so, I think because yeah, I think the plan was be, the off plan Buffy, was, then then right, off Angel, tur- right? We turn have him turn evil again, off Buffy, and then somehow off Angel. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Um, so, and then we, so he exits the mansion, the first, throws himself out another window. It's a little line. (laughs) That's his new thing. He, every time he leaves, he throws himself out of a window. window. (laughs) And we cut back to Giles 
at the library and he's found a book that says nothing can grow above or below the the harpingers and buffy immediately thinks back to the dead christmas trees uh at the christmas tree lot and of course she goes there and um does Which she couldn't that have hole? just been a couldn't that have just been a bad batch of trees that happened to die and she gets there and she's like fuck there's nothing underneath this could have been because they're um, not, you know what I mean. She gets she gets there and does she does she dig herself a hole? Well, Jeremy? she uses an axe. No, exactly. She doesn't <laughs> and she dig hits, herself a hole. And she hits a hollow. I'm like, wait a minute. Just walking over this, people would have just. It was like a sinkhole. Like people would have just fell through it. It's like it's like maybe a foot and a yeah. half, if that, of of earth that she yeah. axes her way through and then she just jumps down in the perfectly made hole and then jumps down without into... looking like hey, what the fuck is no i'm just gonna jump on down it could have been like right. a 900 foot drop and she could have right. just fell and like and been like fucking oz with tiny little legs um so yeah she axes herself a hole into the ground and then jumps in and the Harpingers are, in fact, down there. They're in this little creepy their... cave that has, you know, Pier 1 import candles burning. And I'm like, where doing... the fuck did the candles come? Where did they? Which one of these creepy fuckers went to the candle store and was like, you know, went to Target and was like, yes, I'll take these candles, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they're there doing their little chanty chants. Yeah. And uh, Buffy begins to fuck their shit up. Yeah, she I just mean, immediately. No two layers around or that. what's that line she says? She, oh, she goes, okay, kids, uh, t- 10 more minutes of chanting, and then you have to go to bed. Yeah. And then she yeah. just starts beating the shit out of it. These guys can't do anything because they can't fucking see. Right. Um, at that point, the first reveals itself um, and introduces itself to Buffy as the first evil. Um and gives this little speech about how it's everywhere and everything and unable to be fought. And it then proceeds to morph into like this giant, like smoke demon thing. Yeah. And then dissipates. Looks kind of like Smaug from the Hobbit. (laughs) And then, um, and, and like I said, uh, well, um, it tells Buffy that Angel will be dead by sunrise, and then it disappears. Yeah. And that's the last we see of it. Well, is it, though? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. It's the last we see of the first. Yeah, never. it never is mentioned again. Ever. At least for three more seasons. Yeah. Actually, I think there's, uh, we'll talk about it at the end here, but I think there's little times where it's unnamed, but kind of comes back. But there, yeah, but there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Buffy takes off and she goes to the mansion and Angel's not there, but she looks out and sees Angel standing on uh, a hill, you know, cause the mansion's already on a hill. Right. In Sunnydale. He's he's and, standing above the crevasse. Right. So he's looking out over Sunnydale. And, and he's uh, masturbating for some reason while he's watching all the houses. 
I almost had you pull this entire scene because I love this entire scene. I almost pulled it, but I had already deleted the episode after I watched it, and I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> it, I'm not ripping it again just to pull the, <laughs> the clip. No, this um, is a stellar scene. Um, so she, she, he's up on the hilltop waiting for the sun to rise, and Buffy goes to him, and she's like, you know, you have to come inside. There's only a few minutes left. And he's like, I know. And, you know, uh, Buffy's like, it doesn't matter what the, what the first told you, you can fight it. And, you know, he, he basically admits that, you know, as, as much as he fought it, there was a part of him that wanted to listen to the first and he wanted to give in to that part of him and lose himself in her, lose his soul in her again. Um, and, and be with her, even though he knew it would cost him his soul. Um, and Buffy's in, you know, telling him that, you know, he has, he has the power to do real good and, you know, to make amends for what he's done in his past. And, you know, he's telling her to go and, um uh you know he's he's asking her you know just this one time let me be strong let me do what i need to do and um uh she refuses to go and he he hits her he i don't know that he hits her but he knocks her down no he hit he straight the, up hits her oh did he hit her oh yeah okay um that's like wow and there's a and really he, th- there's a big thing about abusive relationships in the show. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh he he walks over and he grabs her and he shakes her a little bit and he's like gets in her face and he he asks her he's like um what does he say he he he's, he says, dema- he, he's like am I am I a good person? Am I a righteous man? Yeah, exactly. You know. You know, basically, do I deserve to live even? Right. right. And she's like, no, and, you don't um, come to think of it. So she leaves and lets him burn. And she's crying and she tells him that she loves him and she hates how hard it is. And she wishes that she could wish him dead, but she doesn't. And he, again, he's like, you know, just let me be strong just this once. And she, of course, counters with that being strong is fighting. And uh, at that point, they both notice that uh, it's snowing. And uh, we hear the the weather man from the beginning of the episode. You know, he's like, you know, it's the first time it's ever snowed in Sunnydale and temperatures are going to only be in the 30s. And there the sun wasn't going to be out because of all the cloud coverage and angels saved there's no sun and we cut to oz and willow uh seeing the snow falling and they're in willow's bedroom so i gotta wonder and she's in different clothes you know so i gotta wonder mm-hmm. and he's smoking uh, a cigarette so mm-hmm. you know and the most obvious clue He's not wearing any pants. Yeah, he's completely nude from the waist down. He has his shirt right. and his shirt and everything on, but yeah, right. he's he's and got... there's and there's two used condom wrappers on the <laughs> dresser. 
So, <laughs> and his, so and his dick is glued to his leg. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Joyce and Faith, and and they see the snow, and they go out onto the front porch to watch. And we cut to Giles at his apartment, and and he looks out his window, and as he's freebasing, uh, you know, a rock. Uh, He's like, God, this is the only way I can get through my days. <laughs> why don't the watchers? Why doesn't the watchers council respect me more? <laughs> He's freebasing. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then he's self-flagellating. <laughs> uh, Poor Joe. We, we cut to Xander sleeping in his backyard and <laughs> in a sleeping um, bag in a sleeping bag and the snow's falling and he's kind of brushing away and then he covers up and then he uncovers kind of realizing that it's snow and um uh well i'm sorry that's when the the weatherman on the tv says you know is you know sudden cold front in sunnydale and it's snowing for the first time ever and there's not any sun expected at all that day which means, wouldn't see... you think every vampire in town would be out, like, committing mayhem <laughs> right. right now? And we see Buffy and Angel walking through the town center, town square. Hand in hand. Snow-covered snow streets, hand in hand. So much for the, and... we can't see each other anymore, I'm leaving and never coming back. <laughs> that lasted literally one episode. And that is the end of our episode. It is the end of our episode, James. It is. Um, let's uh, do a little monsterology here. Um, the first, obviously, it's a creation of our writers, um, but I think this kind of probably goes without saying. The idea of our of your protagonists being haunted by their past through visions or ghosts or whatever, it's a storytelling mechanism that's probably as old as time. You've got Macbeth, A Christmas Carol, and now Amends. Um, so that's that's obviously a huge influence here for uh, for the episode overall and and the the first. Um, our body count uh, this episode is only four. Only, yep, yep. Too bad um, Joyce was in there. <laughs> um, our music this week. Uh, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe, performed by Barry White from the album Can't Get Enough, released by Polygram Records in 1974. There has been so much sex to that song (laughs) over the years. Uh, uh, Canon in D Major, as composed by Johann Bachebel, and released uh, sometime in the 1700s. Well, that's the song that's playing in Angel's Dream Flash. Was that also uh, Polygram Records also? Uh, no. Oh. Um. Uh, uh, that's it's the like I said it's the song that's playing in Angel's dream when he's uh, Joss Whedoning uh, Margaret. Yeah. Um. Poor Margaret. And of course, poor Margaret. Poor Margaret. She had a son and everything. Right. Um. And of course, as always, our original com- score uh, composed by series composer Christoph Beck, Jeremy. Yes. Will you give me your final thoughts? And your rating mm-hmm. on this episode. Tell me, 
how many magic snowfalls you're giving this episode. This is a fiver, baby. This is a fiver, okay. uh, magic snowfalls. Um, I, I just, before you go on, I want, this is a perfect example to anyone new listening or who hasn't been listening for a while of how we can, how we will review an episode and we will at times tear it apart. We will make fun of it. We will do our own side jokes about it, but then we will turn around and we will give that episode the highest of our high scores because regardless of, of our review or whatnot, you cannot change the fact that it is a damn good episode. The top of, of the episode pile, so to speak. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and it, it is. It, it's it's the best of the best. This is this is Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, the show at its best. Um, just the last six minutes or so of the episode makes it a fucking five. Not to mention all the other good juicy shit that happened, you know, in the rest of the forty some minutes. I mean, it's spectacular. Um, there were no egregious. Other than things, you know, little little things we like to poke fun at, like you said, and 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 like like right. like her pillow pants and whatnot. Um, no, there's things that we get resolution, not resolution. We kind of get resolution to the to the Willow and Oz relationship. They're back together, right. which we're all happy about. We're happy to see. Yes, um, we, we Xander love- is still miserable, which we're all happy about. We love to see as miserable Xander Harris. Yes. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's everything. It's just, it's the only thing it was missing was I would have liked to have seen P- principal Snyder just cause I love Armin Shimmerman. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, when you think back on it, a lot of the f- episodes that have been given fives have been written by he who must not be named. Right. Um, which makes sense. I mean, it is his, his baby. Right, it was his sandbox. Yeah, but it's just, it's fucking fantastic. I mean, SMG and Boreanaz, once again, way outkick the coverage. It's way, they're just, they're masters at their craft, and and so is Allison Hannigan. Everybody is, because even Nicholas Brendan can knock it out of the park when he wants to. Right, you know? right. He didn't really have the, 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 the meat to chew on in this episode, but, um, right. You know, they just, there's nothing that can be negatively said about this episode. Um, it's great. It's definitely a must watch. It's definitely, it definitely has to go in the must watch stack. If you're trying to introduce someone to the show, um, there's probably some episodes you need to show them first so that they understand what the fuck is going on and everything. But yeah, this is a must watch. Um, and Hey, you know me, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of stingy with my fives and, right, uh, right. if I get something a five, yeah, I'm, Hey, if I think it's a five, you guys will probably think it's a 10. So, you know, <laughs> definitely, um, it's a must watch. And, uh, that's all I got to say about that. James. Yes, sir. Give us your final thoughts and your rating out of a possible five of giant poofy pillow pants. We are on the same page here, my man. This okay. this gets five poofy pillow pants. Okay. 
I I love this episode. It is just like you said. It is it is Buffy at its finest, emotionally, dramatically, the writing, the directing, the cast. I mean, listen, this this show and episode episodes of this show that he who should not be named in are heavily involved in are kind of a perfect example of why you need to separate the 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 artist and the art as hard as it can be sometimes for people and like like listen if if joss whedon dropped dead tomorrow would i care no the guy's a scumbag he did horrible things to to people on this show on its sister show movies he's done everything he's ever touched yeah like the guy's trash the guy is trash but you can't deny his genius but but this show is so good and the episodes that he is he is heavily involved in writing directing are are the cream of the crop of these episodes um uh and and i think i think as the series progresses you do get a little more separation where those five episodes aren't necessarily him yeah. writing and directing. Yep. You know, you get you get Drew Goodard and and Marty Knoxon. And, and we've had and, some fives from other people. Right. Right. And and whatnot. Those 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 big names amongst the fans of the show really stepping up and kind of pushing Joss aside, so to speak. Yeah. And being like, no, this is our baby now. Yeah, well yeah, because I, people have started to learn the sandbox, I believe. Right. Like, ah. um, um, but, but yeah, this is, this is a five. Um, like you said, there's nothing egregious about this. There's, there's the minor things we talked about, you know, the, that, that brief Xander scene where we were supposed to be all like, oh, look what a good friend Xander is. Uh, no. Because Joss um, does not know how to, how to write that <laughs> because he can't right. be that, you know? Right. Exactly. Like there, it'd be like a serial that, killer trying to write a scene about empathy, right? It's you know? when I will say this about the episodes that Joss White write White's writes. <laughs> when Joss writes an episode, it is very evident in hindsight that Xander is the Joss insert character into He's, the he world. He has said that, that himself, created. right? You know? Right. But I, at the time, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he said that known. since the show, yeah. right? You know, at the time, it wasn't widely known. Yeah. That, but since the show has ended and everything, he's said that. Yes. At least he wrote um, himself as a proper douchebag. <laughs> right. You know? But ironically, not realizing that that's <laughs> that, what he that, was doing. Probably. Yeah, probably. Ex- probably. Exactly. Um. Um. But yeah, like our, you know. We said it while we're reviewing. You said it in your final thoughts. Sarah, David, Will, uh, Allison, like they all hit it out of the park this episode. Um, Seth Green also. Anthony, Seth, like, like you said, you know, hate him as we do in as as a person. Nicholas Brendan, um, at, when he does get something to really sink his two teeth on in this show, he does he does a great job. <laughs> like, unfortunately, his tooth, 
<laughs> his tooth. Sink his tooth. He's only got his one tooth. tooth. He only has one tooth. Just the one right in the middle. <laughs> I'm going to sink my um, tooth into that. I'm gonna, I'm, there's some meat on this bone. I'm going to act the fuck out of this thing. Um, I sunk my tooth into that. Right. No, as much as, as much as I'll say in the same vein as Joss, as much as Nicholas Brendan is, is a douche in real life, as much as we may not like the character of Xander, when he does have the opportunity to to really sink his teeth into something on this show, he does. He didn't have that chance in this episode. No, there wasn't enough room, um, you know. Right. Um, it was great to see Robia back, um, kind of doing something different from Jenny. Uh, I'm sad that this is the last time we'll see her. Yeah. For the duration of of the rest of the Buffyverse, um, uh, I she, think she went on to bigger, actress. better things. You know, she did. I, she's a she's a great actress. Um, you know, kind of to harken back to her stint on the show. I I wish they'd kept her around longer. Well, I, I really think. Yeah, for things I've read, apparently her death, her character's death, was a shock to her. Yeah. And was not expected, and I think I think she was expecting to be a part of the show, and right. got unceremon- unceremoniously ixnade, which probably rubbed her a little, a little right. wrong. Probably, way. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely sad we didn't get to see Jenny kind of grow and become a bigger part of the show. Yeah. Um, and that goes back to stuff we said back when the character was first first off. But yeah, this show's a five. This episode's a five. It goes on that. I, it's on the list of episodes I show to people, you know, say, Hey, you, you haven't seen the show. Watch, watch these couple episodes. It'll, and, it'll hook you. and if nothing else, if, if you can say nothing out, nothing else about this episode, say you're a person that doesn't like it for whatever reason, the importance of what is set in motion in this episode to the overall arc of this series is very, not just, not just this series, this sets in motion our arc for both for its sister series. Like yeah. we've mentioned it enough. Anyone listening, like at the, I don't think it's a secret at the end of this season, angel angel leaves mm-hmm. and it gets, he gets his own spinoff show. And this episode lays a strong foundation for that groundwork. And, and really what was just a single line I need to know why I'm back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, but yeah, and I mean, and with this series, specifically, this show, this is everything. It begins here. Yeah, what 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 the show culminates to. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And the final, tell ep- me, you know. Tell me, you you said you, were, you would talk about it, and I don't really think you did during your final thoughts um, uh, about where the first you feel is sprinkled out. Well, I don't have off the top of my head. I don't have specific references, but there uh, are absolutely times and in angel, not just this show, but also angel, which we, a lot of people would chalk up to Wolferman Hart. Oh, that was a Wolferman Hart manipulation thing or whatever. I always chalked it up to, mm, I don't think so. I think that was a little bit of the first one. And I have read and watched things since then from Joss 
saying that he kind of felt that way too, and he would do things on just to see if anybody would notice it. Just like, spoiler alert, in the final season of this show of of Buffy, Giles is not allowed. Anthony is not allowed to touch anything on set the whole season to make him to make the audience wonder: Is he the one? Is he the first? Oh, oh, right, because the first is non-corporeal and can't touch anything. Right, and right. could right. Giles had been killed because he can only because the first can only take the form of things, including undead, who have died. Right. So right. he did that all season long just to fuck with the audience and just to see if right. anybody would pick up on it and and talk about it. And um, so yeah, I think there are many, and and I'll tell you what, and as we do more episodes. Anytime this that this that, that I feel that way, I'll bring it up, and I'll okay. say, "Here's one yeah, of those I moments think... that I think could be the first, uh, manip- you know, manipulating things, setting things in I, motion." Yeah, and I'll do the same as I'm watching because I think it'd be interesting to see what what you and I individually or or together feel like. Like you know what I think I think this could be one of those subtle nods to the first evil. And no. I think it could have been the first because we never get an actual answer uh, as to how, why, where Angel is back, and right. it could have it could be the first. Like he, he might it might not have been lying. It might have been brought. I believe it brought him back because it thought it was going to be able to easily manipulate and control him. To, and kill because Buffy. because his alt. As we discover later in the series, and again, spoiler alert, its ultimate goal is to wipe out the line of the Slayers so that right. it can take corporeal form and rule the Earth. Right. And I think right. it felt like Angel, Angel was the key to eliminating Buffy, who has by far been the most powerful thorn-in-the-side Slayer that there's ever been. So. Right. Right. It wants to eliminate her. But anyway, right. we're going way too far in in, in advance. Right. But. Right. But no, I mean, I like I like, you know, diving into it like that, because a big part of like, I mean, we're only 11. Well, at this point, 12 episodes away from diving into Angel and mm-hmm. and, you know, spoiler alerts, I guess, you know, the powers that be mm-hmm. and Wolfram and Hart. And, you know, I think um, which I do. I'm sorry, go ahead. I I do agree with you. Like I know that there's a big inclination to believe that the powers are responsible for um Angel being back. I've I'm kind of with you. I don't necessarily know that I've ever bought into that. I do kind of believe that, you know, the first it, the for the reasons you just stated, and then the powers were kind of like we might be able to use this to our advantage. Right. Because Joss himself has said that there is nothing older or more powerful in his universe. There's only one thing that's older and more powerful in his universe than the first evil, which is the cedar of the world. Um, God, if you want to use that term, which he doesn't, but he calls it the cedar right. of the, of, of the universe. Right. And then the the next oldest and most powerful thing is the first, and it could have, it, it all makes sense to me that he would have it would have right. thought okay I can use 
I can easily manipulate this fucking tool. I'll bring it back, and I can I can get rid of this this fucking Slayer, you know. Right, right, and then so. you know, like I said, that kind of dovetails into, you know, the 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 possibility or the theory that the powers that be were like, well, it, it's he's he's here. The first failed with him. We can maybe use him to our advantage. Yeah. And I don't and 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 to expand on that, I'm not sure well, I'm not sure or unsure that the powers that be had the power had this the a power to bring him back from to the hell dimension. Back, right. I right. think there's only two things that could, which would well, three things. Powerful magic, as we see in a couple more uh, seasons. Um right. the cedar or the first. Right. I don't think the powers right. that be have that. That's not one of their powers. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> right. For, for right. lack of right. a better. Thing. Right. Um, anyway. But it'll be interesting. Uh, uh, definitely when we dive into City of, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to have further discussion about, you know, the the powers and, and Wolfram and Hart um, as we get into that series. Um, but The but, Wolf, but, the but Ram, anyway, and the Hart? the wolf the ram and the heart um but anyway we kind of we went off a little course there <laughs> yeah with this but but yeah i mean well that was know, such a, that's it was such a good episode that it brought all this discussion right forward right. you know that's another right. reason because, it was a fiber right because like you said it does it does really lay the groundwork for the culmination of of buffy and this entire universe right and you know and the and the the impetus for at least the beginning of Angel. Well, all of it because so, it's it's right. clear it's stated multiple times by Joss and, and and characters in the show. The the first evil can never be defeated. It can never be destroyed. It can never. It's it will always be there. Right. So right. you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. What else? Oh, let me let you all know that you can visit us at BuffyRevisited.com where you will find links to our email, which is BuffyRevisited at gmail.com, our Facebook and our YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel. You can leave comments on on the video versions of these podcasts, um, which we will discuss uh, prior to reviewing our episodes um, and which we will uh, comment on and and engage in conversation with you on those comments. Um, same thing with our Facebook. We often uh, post uh, articles or news tidbits or, or whatnot related to uh, the Buffyverse and or the individual actors therein. Um, you can leave comments there uh, and we can discuss things. Um, of course, I, I gave the email. You feel free to email us there. And, and we can discuss things. Uh, we, we do enjoy hearing from, from everybody that, um, you know, obviously we, we shout out silver siren a lot. She's our most, uh, our most active, uh, participant in discussion. Um, we do, we do love hearing from, from people and we do like to, uh, engage in, in that conversation about, uh, the Buffy verse. Um, 
and I don't have anything else. So, no, I do want to bring up you. You always forget to mention you can also find us on OnlyFans. Oh, yes, at, nipples, at nipples, 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 nipples. Um, right, right, and uh, <laughs> and we'll see you there. Uh, so, uh, and once again, the OnlyFans is only the monthly fee, the twenty dollar monthly fee. Right, we don't do any paywalls once you've. Right. Once you've, uh, but we will up. take special no requests. No pay-per-views. We do take special requests. As long as it involves nipples. Uh, right. So, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> next week, we will pirouette into Season 3, Episode 11, Gingerbread. Yes. Which is clearly 11. about werewolves. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> our our That'll be our 45th episode of the series, overall 45 episodes we've covered of the show already jeremy i know and we and we will be halfway through season three i know which sadly means we will be halfway to season four (laughs) yes which we have discussed on air before that we are not looking forward to season on the bright side on the bright side my dude that also means that while we are have the misfortune of covering season four we will simultaneously be covering season one of Angel. So at least we have that goodness to balance. That will help us get through the the horrificness the dark, that is dark season four of Buffy. Season four. And of course, uh, as we get nearer to the end of season three, we will uh, lay out our, our details and our plans for uh, season four and season one of Buffy, how that's going to work, the double coverage. Uh, uh, our schedules for for that um, as far as uh, you guys being able to listen and see uh, of those um, you know all, all I'll say about that right now is double dose of James and Jeremy every week baby who don't want that <laughs> come on I'm sinking my tooth into it <laughs> all right so With all that being said, thank you for joining us this week, everyone. We will see you next week. I have been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta.